What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Rising Sun Podcast. I'm Dean Howell. Hey, uh, so if you haven't listened to the podcast before, first-time listener, and typically I have quite a few first-time listeners every time we do a podcast, then I'll kind of break it down for you. There's two versions of the podcast. The first one is called the R-Check, and the R-Check is basically a reference to the Navy. So in the Navy, we do preventive maintenance on our gear, and a lot of that maintenance is scheduled. And the maintenance that's not scheduled, um, we do it as required. And so we call those R checks in the Navy. And in the R check, I'll basically get on and whatever's on my heart or on my head, maybe an experience I had, something I want to talk about, you know, I'll just get on and talk for, you know, five, 20 minutes, whatever, uh, just kind of talk shit. And then the staple of the podcast is the numbered episodes. And that's what we're doing today. And I'm super excited about our guest today. Uh, so Adam Snook is our guest today, and he is uh, a pretty bad dude, man. I think you're going to be real excited to hear about his story. If you look in the, the episode description, you'll see his full bio, and um, I'm really excited for this conversation. So, hey, Adam, thanks for joining us today. What's going on, man? Hey, Dean. Thanks for having me, man. It's uh, an absolute pleasure to be here. I'll, I'll admit a little bit of imposter syndrome you know, <laughs> listening to all your episodes recently you know a lot of mil a lot of military guys a lot of military yeah. guys and, and that that i am not but um you know talk about my message a little bit where a little bit where i've been how far i've come where i'm at now and, and where i'm where i'm heading i'm excited to talk about that with you today absolutely dude hey man look i think that you know people that make a decision in their life to be better whether they're in the military or educators or um firefighters or you know, unemployed, whatever they are. At, at some point, I think you either make that decision to, to you know, do the big things that you dream about or you don't. And, for, you know, this podcast is about those people that make that decision. And so, uh, I'm, I, like I said, man, I'm super happy to have you on. I think it's going to be a great conversation. Um, hey, so I always kind of start my podcast this way, Adam. So you're in Ohio. We were just talking, you know, offline. This Still a little, still a little chilly there, and I'm in sunny San Diego. So for my guests, it, this one might look a little different because I'm using my phone. First time I've done that. I normally do it for my computer, but um, you know, it's, it's the great thing about being mobile is I can I can do a, a podcast from the the hotel room. Um, but hey, Adam, just to get us started, man, I think it's super important to always hear about where somebody's from in a sense that like, how'd you grow up? What was your you know young childhood like? What was your family life like? And then like, you know, how, how did you kind of learn those things um, early in life that kind of set you on this course to where you are today? You know, so my, my background's kind of an interesting one, especially in the career field that, that I'm in, you know, being a high school administrator, um, high school assistant principal. Um, but, but, but my story is an interesting one. My, my mother brought me home on her, on her 17th birthday. So real young parents, um, you know, which definitely did not lend itself to, a. I don't want to say it was a hard upbringing, but it definitely had its hurdles and its detours, um, and, and maybe not always, always stable, which kind of maybe always kept me on edge and is maybe part of the reason why I'm, you know, uh, on edge all the time. You know, I'm always trying to, so we're going to talk today, system structures, processes. I like to keep things right down, right down the middle. Yeah. You know, even though my upbringing wasn't wasn't rough by any stretch of the imagination, um, you know, it's I think that that has lend lend me to, um, you know, like to be in control. 
you know, and as we talk today, you'll, you'll probably find that I like to control maybe a little too much sometimes and that's okay. But uh, yeah, I grew up in, in Northeast Ohio. So it's, it's as cold as cold in the wintertime and it's, it's hot and humid in the, in the summertime. Um, you know, there's not a lot of elevation. We're not surrounded by mountains, if, if you will, but you know, I like being outdoors. I like to mountain bike. I like to trail run. I like to do all that stuff, but that wasn't always who I was in high school. I was your prototypical high school football meathead, you know, it was about lifting weights, rage against the machine as, as I still can hear in the, in the dungeon weight room that we had in my high school, rage against the machine all the time, CD, you know, on repeat, you know, and it was all about lifting and getting big and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I had a pretty, pretty successful high school career, you know, um, successful enough that, I was able to go and play some some small division two college football um, where I was probably a good solid playing weight of about 220, you know, and I was almost 380, 390 pound bench press. You know, I was, I was pretty, pretty jacked up, um, and, you know, because that's the way I felt I needed to be. Well, C4, 5 and 6 in my neck didn't didn't agree. And uh, started having a lot of injuries, a lot of uh, a lot of time where I couldn't play, and I just said, you know what, this this isn't worth it. And uh, I started taking on some vices, you know, drinking and, and pizza. Yeah. Those are my yeah. those are my two things. <laughs> you know, so a solid two twenty probably turned into about a, a solid hefty two thirty, mm-hmm. uh, not muscle. And you know that wasn't me. I I had always enjoyed riding and being outside and. And I wasn't able to do those things. And I knew I needed to start making some changes. And my wife is a, is a super athlete. Um, and she would always go out on these runs. And I'd be like, man, I, I can't, I can't do that. There's no way I can keep up with her for two or three miles. So I just kind of started running on my own. And man, was that, that was painful. That was the, <laughs> to, to have seen, to, to be able to see me doing that, man, that would have been embarrassing. Um, you know, I, I started doing that stuff because I was I was fat and lazy. Yeah, I was fat and lazy. There's just no way I, I won't shy away from that at all. I was fat and lazy, and I started doing that, and I started looking at the things that I needed to do to be able to, you know, basically keep up with my wife. Nice, <laughs> so nice. Couldn't, couldn't let her win, right? And so started running by myself. You know, started getting into that kind of lone wolf mentality run alone, ride alone. Um, and then I realized that's great. And I'm doing, I'm doing well, but I had to make some serious changes. All right. You know, I, I'd stop on my way home and uh, get a six pack every yeah. night. Cause yeah. I thought that that was just normal. That's just what people do. Right. You know, it's what society tells us to do. I would down three or four or five, maybe sit the whole thing yep. in a night. And, uh, I just started realizing, wow, this, this isn't really working for me. Um, so I, I started cutting out some meat. Sorry, meat eaters. <laughs> I, yeah. I smell a burger on the grill. I salivate, but it wasn't for me. It was not working. And slowly started losing some weight, got down to about a buck 90 or so mm-hmm. um, that way. And then slowly pulled out all meat um, and then started kicking in the miles. You know, it, it, right now I'm probably not in the shape to go run a 50K, but I've done a handful of 50Ks. Um, I've done a, a number of centuries on the bike, century being 100 miles on the bike. 
Um, so I've, I have that ability to kind of grind yeah. a little bit that was never really part of, you know, who I was when I was, when I was younger, but as I, as I'm getting older, I just turned 40 in February, as I've gotten older, I've realized I, I can grind. I can kind of push away the inner demons in my head and just keep going and keep going and keep going and, and yeah. kind of catch a different gear. Yeah. So as I've, as I've done all this stuff, um, yeah. My wife always teases me that, that I'm like the original influencer, which is a total joke. Um, but it's like, I've always just, I've always been like, just a, like a little bit ahead of the curve on like what, what it becomes popular. Right. Yeah. And she's like, you know, so I, it was the cold showers. It was the, the saunas. It was a lot of these things. And she's like, you really need to start sharing this with people because mm -hmm. I'm not a big share for me. This is a, this is, this is as uncomfortable as it gets. Yeah. Um, but, but she said it. And then as I'm getting older and I start having these conversations, people are like, you wait, whoa, wait, you're 39, you're 40 years old. You, you look right. like you're about 30. And I'm like, well, and then what do you do? And I start rattling off all these things I do. And they're like, you should start sharing that yeah. again, not a big share. But as I hear more and more people tell me you need to, to share this with other people, mm -hmm. I guess it kind of broke me out of that, 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 that shell a little bit. And, yeah. and that's kind of my, that's become my mission in the last, you know, year uh, is to, to share what I'm doing. Cause it's working for me. You know, I beat the no alcohol drum uh, pretty, pretty heavily, not because it's not a moral crusade or anything like that, but I've seen what's happened uh, for me. You know, I tell people I'm the, I'm the best worst example you'll ever meet. Yep. All right. Because I've done it. There's no degree in, in forming habits. You, you can't go to college for that stuff. I think you have to live it. You have to learn it. And then as you start doing that uh, and sharing that, um, how you've done it, people can catch on to that. And that's, that's kind of, kind of been my mission as of late Yeah. Um, to share that out with people. And on top of that, like I said, like even, even with you hooking up with hooking up with you, just asking the question. Yeah. Hey, you want to do this? Yes. Great. Perfect. Let's go. What What's the worst that can happen? Somebody yeah. Somebody says no. Um, right. You know, there's somebody. I was talking to somebody today, and they they somebody I went to high school with. He's now my insurance salesman. He came over and he's like, you know, we were talking about this, and he's like, the answer to every question you don't ask is no. Hundred percent. And I was like, man, that's that's one hundred percent. So a little bit of this is just driving it and getting it out there and a little bit and the other half is all the things that I do on a daily basis the little things that I do on a daily basis that have improved my life tenfold from from 230 to about a buck 70 now nice physically mentally emotionally the, the whole nine yards is yeah. something that I think that uh, a lot of people need to hear because yeah, I, I'm a I'm a full-time full-time dad right I yeah. spend a lot of time at the baseball field and I see a lot of, a lot of parents my age that it's just, it's, it's gone to hell. Yeah. And they don't know, they don't know how to correct it. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that, that live that life. You know, you don't see it on Instagram. It's the highlight reel on Instagram, but in real world, there's a lot of people, you know, in my age group that just it's fall The wheels have fallen off. Yeah, man. I know. And that's, that's the target. That's the target. No, I, I see it. I see the same thing. And, you know, I, I, I do want to ask you a couple of questions. I'm a real curious guy. So uh, what position did you play? 
Uh, in high school, I played fullback and linebacker at about a buck ninety, and then in college, I played uh, outside linebacker at about two twenty. Okay, and and how tall are you? <laughs> On my tippy toes, I'm about six foot. There you go. It, I t- two thirty. <laughs> you know, if you go on my Instagram page and look at look at me, there's a picture of me and my wife. Yeah, probably 15 years ago, and I I look like I ate myself. <laughs> I just like just just huge yeah bro if you look at me now the the frame doesn't work that frame did not yeah. work at 230 it just right. didn't my my yeah. body i was a cardio cardiovascular time bomb at the age of, of 25 yeah it was and i was going down a path that if i didn't fix it yeah i don't know where i'd be right now yeah i hear you man like we're, we're about the same size i'm 511 i'm sitting around about 183 right now. High school, I was about 185, played free safety, senior year, played tailback, and then um, got recruited and stuff, but I was a big pothead. So, like, I did, <laughs> just keep it 100, man, right? Like, and, uh, yeah. but, like, my heaviest I got was about 210, and that was recently, honestly. Like, um, I had a, a pretty bad Achilles injury, I mean, every Achilles injury is bad when you rupture the motherfucker, right? And um, right. yeah, so that was in um, that was in 2017. Yeah, 2017, and uh, really from about 2017 through 2022, I just, bro, same thing. Like, I, I like I drank every day that I wasn't underway on the ship, and um, I love some pizza, and I fucking like I eat a whole bag of Doritos, man. And I'll tell you, man, even in my thirties, like I could hack it. Right. Because I was always active. I was always working out. And so like I was able to offset and, and the, the slow creep of age wasn't catching up to me. Right. And, and then that Achilles injury. And then for almost six years, I just kind of, I mean, I, it's not like I did it on purpose, but it just kind of happened. Right. And I, you know, you wake up and it's not like one day that you look in the mirror, but for me, it was over about a year. I'm looking in the mirror like, damn, bro, like you really like you need to do something. And, um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, Adam, I say, hey, man, there's a series of decisions that's, that's going to happen eventually. But it takes one decision. It takes one fucking decision. Right. And that one decision is I am going to start respecting and taking care of myself. And. Once you've made that decision, then you got a whole litany of them after that you're going to have to do. We'll get into, you know, all of your system. I'm really interested in it and, you know, the discipline. And, and I want to talk about motivation, too, because I think that uh, we, we may have a little bit different views on that. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, that one decision, that one point where you're like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm changing. Um and, and, you know, you talk about all those dads at the baseball field, like, man, they can do it. They could 100% do it. They 100% can do it. If you're 50, 100 pounds overweight, like my last my last guest, Jordan Rice, man, in 2019, she made her decision. And then in a year, she lost 100 pounds. And then fast forward next month, she's competing in her first NPC bikini competition. And inside of four years, like, it can be fucking done. You just have to make that decision, right? And so I, I, I want to ask you, like, and like for me, there wasn't like, 
I didn't get arrested. My wife didn't tell me she was going to leave me. There was no rock bottom. It was just like, hey, dude, like this isn't working anymore. And so on January 1st of this year, and I didn't plan it this way. Just, you know, I took that last sip um, from a flute of champagne and, you know, brought in the New Year's and said, Happy New Year's, everybody. And then that was it. And I was good with that. Right. And thank God I did. I mean, I've lost almost 30 pounds since then. And like, I feel like myself again, you know. So I, I think my question is like, like was what was your moment i guess like when did you say all right that's it like i gotta change well so i it's it, there was definitely a moment but i want to i want to back up past that moment a little bit mm -hmm. so for the for the last few years you know for me professionally going to going to work not being 100 percent is 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 not a good day you know you you because and my line of work, you just never know what's going to happen, you know? So for me, I, I right. made the rule. All right, I'll celebrate Friday on Thursday night. I'll have a beer or two, whatever, to, you know, to celebrate the, the incoming weekend. And then I'd stop at the grocery store on Friday on the way home, and I'd sit up, tell myself, I'm just going to get a six-pack. I'm going to make that last all weekend. Well, I was a beer snob, so I'd pick up this six-pack, and, oh, I've never seen that six-pack before. And this one over here, that's new. Before I knew it, I had three six-packs. By by the time Sunday morning rolled around, they, it, there was nothing but empty cardboard there boxes. You go. But I I had created a structure where I was only going to drink on the weekends. Well, last last because again I I wouldn't define myself as having a, a drinking problem other than drinking kombucha. Hey man, that's just fucking good, isn't it? <laughs> it's the best. Oh. The root beer, the root beer mushroom stuff. <laughs> Whew, let me tell you, that's the that's the yeah. business. But anyway, so last summer, you know, my kids play, again, a lot of baseball. And I'd be packing six, 12 beers. And there I am sitting on third baseline, yeah. hammering beers. I, I love nothing more than watching my kids play. Yep. It's it's something I just really, really enjoy. But they'd come off the field and they'd be like, dog, did you see that play I made? And I'd be like, oh, nope totally missed it whether it's because i was you know drinking or socializing i was missing things in my kids lives and nothing hit more uh, harder than than last summer it was second week of july we're at the beach in, in north carolina and my best friend from high school comes down and we're mixing tito's and lemonade on the beach all day long before you know it one turned into a whole bottle yeah and i missed dinner that night and you know, I get to see him once a year and my, my wife and my kids are there. And, you know, we get to go on family vacation once, maybe twice a year. And I missed dinner and I missed an entire afternoon of a valuable, valuable time. Yeah. And I told myself then that when we leave to go home, I'm, I'm done. And I had I had one beer in the fridge and I said, all right, I'm either going to pack this in the cooler and I'm going to take it home. Or I'm going to take one last drink like you did yeah. and pour the rest down the drain. And so for me, it wasn't, it, it was a low, it wasn't rock bottom, but yeah. it was a low, but it was also the realization that I'm missing time that I will never get yeah. back. I can never get this back. And if I want, if I want to, to live the best life possible, I got to get rid of it. It's, it's just got to go. And I will tell you what, the first, the first month was really, really hard because I shied away from those social settings where I knew people were going to drink because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be judged. Yep. 
I was talking to that same guy today that, that I talked about that quote and I was telling him because he likes to drink. And I was like, I get more respect now when I go to those settings and people are like, hey, you want a beer? No, man, I'm good. Oh, really? You're yep. I, I actually quit over the summertime. The level of respect has just has it's insane. Yeah. And it's it makes it easy. I didn't I thought it was gonna be the hardest thing in the world. Yep. But it's actually made it really, really, really easy. Um, not feeling that that social pressure. So yeah. yeah, there were some lows, but now I just feel like it's compounding. You know, I don't wake up on Monday morning and feel like I'm hitting reset. Yeah, man. When I wake up early in the morning to work out. Yeah. I'm just compounding it over and over and over again every day. Yeah. Week. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, like uh so long flight from Japan uh to San Diego. I'm I'm here on work and before I got on the flight, you know, hadn't had a drink this year. And before I got on the flight, I said, you know what, I'm gonna drink a beer before I get on this flight. And I drank that beer and it was fucking delicious. <laughs> First of all, right. Um yes. you know, and um before though, you know, I've, i I make that flight a lot. And before for years, when I make a the twelve hour flight from Japan to Dallas or LA or Chicago or Atlanta, wherever I'm going. Like I'm on a mission, like I'm going to drink myself into oblivion. So I sleep through this flight. It never works. I just get drunk and then I sit there feeling drunk and then I sober up and it's <laughs> terrible. Right. And so this time, man, I had, you know, it was a good feeling to have that beer. And I was like, man, that's, that was a good beer, you know? And so I got on the flight. I was like, I opened up my book and I started reading and I was good. And then my other, like, you know, habit would have been when I checked into the room, I would have picked up a 12 pack because I'm going to be here for five days and I would have put the 12 pack in the fridge. And, and I didn't, man. Instead, I, I, you know, I picked up some kombucha and, you know, uh, some water. And I will tell you, though, man, like I drink the fuck out of some carbonated, like water. Like I'll drink some bubbly, man, all day. That shit is like that, that was my crutch the first day. <laughs> co co coconut pineapple. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. So it's, it's just a good feeling to say, I don't drink. That doesn't mean that I'm a teetotaler. doesn't mean that I'll never drink again. You know, it just means that I don't drink. And that's a good thing to right. say, you know, and I think that you can probably identify with that as well. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to like even wrap my brain around. I mean, I definitely was a, 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 a I don't think I was an alcoholic because I didn't have to have it, yeah. but I was definitely addicted. Yep to it and so for me it was it was switching out this yeah. for that yeah and you know the bubbly or the kombucha yep. or the the 32 ounce bottle for me and i talk i talk to my dad about it all the time it's just having something in your hand yeah man how can you have a bonfire and have nothing in your hand <laughs> so for me it's just like replacing that cue right having something different in your right. hand you know really really is the is is kind of the game absolutely game. man so, so yeah so um so you kind of looked at your life and, you know, family man, obviously, um, which is awesome. You know, same thing. I got three, three girls, uh, 19, 16, 14. And it's really been nice because we're, you know, we're doing things together again. And I don't have to worry about like, oh, can you drive me, you know, X, Y, and Z? Like, yeah, of course I can. I'm like, I don't drink, you know? And so that's, that's been really nice. And what I, what I want to get into next is for you specifically, Adam, like 
First of all, I want you to kind of tell us about your system, and I want you to tell us about it in detail. But before you tell us about the, you know, your system, because I know that you have it down to Nat's ass, right? I, I want you to tell me kind of how that got, I guess, inceptioned in your head. How'd you come up with it? Has it grown over time? Did it evolve and morph? Was there like a moment where you said, all right, I'm going to start, you know, putting this shit down, whatever your system is. Just kind of walk me through that, man, because I'm, I'm real interested in, in what your system is and kind of where it came from. So I have, I have a lot of systems <laughs> I mean, I, to the point where I probably need a therapist uh, because I time my showers. I time my showers. I, I know the amount of water I drink to a tea. Um, my mornings look exactly the same every single morning. I mean, I, I count myself out of bed because I'd hit the snooze bar until noon if I didn't have a system to get my lazy ass out of bed in the morning. Five, four, three, two, one. Mel Robbins it was a fantastic book. It, it has it has saved my snooze bar from death <laughs> uh, for the last year. But there's there's two there's two there's two systems structures processes that that I have engaged in. One for the last ten years, and, and we'll talk on that one first. And one for uh, the, the second one, the note card system, which is really gaining huge traction for, for me as a person, as a parent, as a professional um, that we'll talk about a second. So the, the first one, the, the calendar system, for the lack of better words, dumb luck, total dumb luck. 10, 11 years ago, my mother-in-law, every, every Christmas, she'd buy us the cute little calendar, right? It's got all the family pictures from vacation last year, and we'd slap it on the refrigerator. Well, that was about the time when I was trying to catch my wife running and, and, and that kind of stuff. And, and by dumb luck, I just said to myself one day, I'm going to, I'm going to run or ride or do some other type of defined extraneous activity. Half the number of, of days in the month. So 30 days in the month, I'm holding myself accountable to 15. Now, that does not count. My morning workouts do not count. So I get up every morning and I, I, I work out in, in the basement. Bands, ropes, weights, you name it. Those do not count. These are, you know, the, it's the, the 5K or more or the ride or more. And so half the number of the days in the month is what I hold myself accountable to. So I have that, I have that calendar sitting right outside of our bedroom, right on like the side of our refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And I write in big Sharpie, the number 15 or 16 or, or whatever it is for half the number of the days in the month. And I see it every single day. And it holds my, my holds me accountable. And I know we'll, we'll friendly argue the, the motive, the, the term motivation. Yeah. I've taken motivation completely out. Mm. There are days where I come home and I'm like, oh, no, not today, not today. Yeah, But you start chasing that number and as you take a day or two off and you start seeing, oh man, that, that number that is that train is still moving down the track. And if I let it get further away, I'm going to have to do a double. Do I really want to have to do a double run at the end of the month or do I need to get out in Ohio in January when it's dark at five o'clock in the evening and go and go run or go yeah. ride and go be miserable 
So that cue keeps me accountable, but I'm also craving hitting those numbers. If it's, if it's the 10th day in the month and you're only at number three, whoa, you're way behind. You're way, way, way behind and you better start catching. So it's, it's held me accountable. It, it, I have that craving to catch that number. And then the rewards are, there's a million rewards to it, right? You're doing the hard thing. You're, mm -hmm. you're staying fit, yada, 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 so on and so forth. But that, that system was purely by, by dumb luck. And I didn't understand why it worked, worked at all. And then, you know, not too long ago, I read Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it all kind of made like the light bulbs all went off. It all made sense. Yeah. Why it, it, it worked for me. For me, it was just, again, it was just dumb luck. Yeah. Um, but I hold myself accountable to that every single month. I have every calendar for the last 10 years. I title every run, right? So like, um, I, I just did a, a big ride the other day with some guys down in Amish country. And uh, I wasn't very kind to the, to the Amish folk in the titling of my, of my ride. <laughs> But it's I titled it something that that I'll 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 be able to go back and replay that ride, yeah. You know, in, in ten years from now, and I would say I can probably go back, pick a calendar from two thousand, whatever two thousand fifteen, and pull it up, and whatever that title was or the note was, I can remember that run or that ride. Yeah, um, and it just kind of helps tell that story a little bit. But I I keep them all. I have them all logged. Hell yeah, every man. every mile, and I then I total up the mileage. Um, at the end of the month and then at the end of the year. And it's, it's just kind of like a big, a big spreadsheet for me. Yeah. Let's talk about motivation. Let's talk about the motivation piece. Yeah, man. Um, well, so before we get to that, because I, you know, that one, that one might go a little ways. Um, uh, so you set, you set your goals, 15 or 16 activities in addition to your morning workout. So, those and you've been doing it for 10 years i guess the follow-on from that is do you have any part of your system that shows your progress right so it's like whatever your goal is is, is your goal to to maintain 100 and you know not more than 175 pounds or is your goal to or is it just kind of like you're like how do i feel and and like if I feel the way that I, that I want to feel, then it's working. You see what I'm saying? Like, what's, is there a, an accountability piece to it other than just so, like getting it done? I, I would say it's the process. Hmm. It's that it's, there's that long-term goal of, of hitting, hitting them at, at the end of the year, obviously okay. hitting it at the end of the month, but also chasing that runaway train. You know, if you take two, you can take two days off. And I think that that, there, again, dumb luck. I picked half the number of days in in, in the month, mm -hmm. and I think New Year's resolutions are the perfect example. Yeah, you know the Planet Fitness or whatever is packed in January. Yep. But then come February, March, it's probably I don't know. I, I don't I don't go to Planet Fitness. So I don't know. But yeah. I can tell by the parking lot, right? There ain't nobody there. <laughs> yeah, right? you look in the because windows. Because like, yep, you got to go every single day. <laughs> right. Right. Well, guess what? Life ha life happens. You know, this, that system's not for a professional bodybuilders, you know, that, that system is designed for somebody who, like you and me, who right. have a job, we got, we have, you know, a spouse, we have, we have kids. It holds you just accountable enough that you still have to chase. You can't take two or three days off. Right. You can take one, you could have a good recovery day or two. Like tomorrow I'm driving to Nashville. 
um, tomorrow's a wash. It's just not going to happen. Right. Yep. And, and that's okay. Because I feel like I believe if, if you're like, I'm going to work out every single day and then you miss one, man, that's a huge letdown. If yeah. I miss two, cause I get sick. Oh, now what? Right. And then you start losing, you start losing that, that motivation or that, that habit. The habit is hitting that number at the end of the month. And I'll be honest, there have been plenty of months where I've got to the last week and it's been close. It's been real close. <laughs> yeah. But, but the one thing that, you know, if anybody wants to reach out to me, you know, through Instagram or, or, or email, uh, I'll help you kind of just figure out where this structure needs to be physically, mm -hmm. right? Because you have to have that cue. You have to write it down. Yeah. And the days that you don't work out, you have to intentionally cross that day off. Like today, I'm still recovering. So I didn't work out. So this morning I woke up and I said, today I'm not working out. I put a, re I put a line through the day. Today was a wash, not working out. Yeah. Tomorrow, it's not going to happen unless I get lucky. Um, but then the next day, you know, write, write it down. And then I write the little number next to it. To, you know, that'll be... It'll be actually, I'll be one over because I can't yeah. go too many days without working out. I'll be at yeah. 17. I'm already at 16 for the month. I'll be at 17. Yeah. And that's great. But for me, it's about the process. Yeah. Um, but I would say that there's that short-term goal as well of hitting it at, at the month. So, yeah. but it isn't, it, it isn't necessarily about maintaining a specific weight. It's about maintaining that habit and developing yeah. that habit month after month after month to the point where, I could, I could probably survive without having the calendar, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But it works, so I'm not going to give it up. The one month in 10 years that I moved the calendar to the basement workout room <laughs> is the month I almost missed it. Which uh -huh. proves to me, proves to me 100% that you have to see it every single day to remind yourself. Um, yeah. And so you're, you're a, you're a, a administrator, which means that you're an educator, right? You, you didn't get to be a, a principal by not being an educator first, right? And so, right. by the way, both my parents were teachers, educators. Uh, dad was a principal, and um, so it runs in my family. So, I, hey, thank you for your service. Um, like, I, I'm not enough people thank you guys, right? And I grew up in a house where, you know, like I said, we had teachers, and what a fucking thankless job, right? So, no shit, man. Thank you for for what you do, uh, first of all. But I think that, um, you know, you, you'll know just as well as anyone that, you know, in this day and age of smartphones and tablets and computers and like, man, there's no accountability there. You know, my, I run my outlook calendar there for work stuff and, and that's it. Like for scheduling meetings and, you know, things that are going to happen throughout my day with work. Yeah, Outlook is great, man. But yep. for my for my life, I write it down just like you, man, in a planner. Mm -hmm. And it's one that I keep open everywhere I'm at. I mean, here it is right here, buddy. You know what I mean? There it is. Yep. And that's how, like, there's something that happens when, and there's studies about this, when the human brain transcribes something, that physical action of writing something makes a connection in the brain, first of all. And, let your brain know that you're serious about it. I mean, you can go all the way back to cave paintings. Like when a human decides to transcribe a thought onto a surface that's not electronic, then that's when learning happens, you know? And um, 
or in most people's case, I would say some people are auditory learners, things like that. But sure. certainly like putting pen to paper, taking notes, writing down your schedule on a calendar, whatever it is, I think there's really something there. And it's almost like we're losing that. And it's, it's, it makes me nervous because you, you see, you know, society going a certain way and, Look, I, I love technology as much as the next guy. It allows me to talk to Adam Snook in fucking Ohio while I'm in San Diego, right? It's great. But, you know, we, we just have to learn how to manage it better, I think. And and we, we can't stop writing things down. We can't, we can't, you know, just give up analog completely or we're going to lose part of the human condition. That's kind of the way I look at yeah, it. You know? A hundred percent. And the, and I think the seeing it part, the cue. Yeah. The seeing it every single day. It, it, if it's on the phone, if you're using your calendar on your phone, that's great. But I'll tell you what, the chances of you going in there and, and marking on your calendar that, that you, that you're going to work out today or have that. Now you're going to get distracted. Facebook's going to hit you. Instagram's going to hit you. Twitter's going to hit you. Yahoo news is going to hit you. Yep. Those things that they're great. Love them, but they're not designed for accountability. That's right. At all. Having something written down, hard copy, boom, on the wall that you see every single day is going to literally smack you in the face. And that's what, you know, I talk about these, the, the parents that I am around a lot. That's what they're, they're lacking. They're looking for an easy answer. I'm, yeah. By the way, if anybody that's listening to this wants to write a book, I won't buy it. If it says, if the title or somewhere on that title says easy, fast, or quick, no nope. done. I'm never reading it again yeah. because that's what our society is, is, is getting at. Is it how easy can it be? How quick yeah. can it be? Can it be simple? Okay. Yeah. Sometimes the calendar thing couldn't be any more simple, but the, the seven simple ways to da, 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 da. No, stop, stop, stop. Right. It, it we can't be so quick with everything. Sometimes yeah. it needs to be, all right, let's flip that calendar over. Oh man. Fresh month. All right. Yeah. What's, Count them up. There's a number. There's my goal. And every single day you're writing it down and you're holding yourself accountable. And then you go two or three days and, and watch, you'll be, you'll be shaking. You'll be yeah. shaking after the first month. Once you <laughs> develop that habit, because you'll, again, you'll see that runaway train. I keep giving that analogy. You'll see that runaway train. Oh man, I'm going to lose it if I don't catch it. And then, and then, then you got to get it. Some days yeah. you got, sometimes you got to do, do a good old two a day. Yeah, the end of the month, but that's all right. That's okay. You got it done. Sometimes you got to do it, man. I think that, um, you know, just society is, and we, I, we, you know, we're about the same age. I'm, I'm a few years older than you, but it's probably been in the last 20 to 25 years where society really became this instant gratification society. I want what I want and I want it now. And people our age really kind of fell into that trap you know and like if you're talking about gen x and kind of like the senior millennials that shift happened somewhere sometime right after we graduated high school and a lot of us fell into that kind of like oh i can get pizza anytime i want i don't have to go to pizza inn and like sit down at a buffet with my family sounds good <laughs> you know uh and, and so i think Heck, that, i think it affected us more i think yeah. it like our generation <laughs> we went from not having it yeah. To having it. Right. And now it's, it's so easy. The younger generation, they, they've never lived without it. That's just, mm -hmm. that's just normal. Yep. They don't know any, they don't know any different. 
I yep. honestly think it affected our generation. Yeah, more I so. agree. And and not just the not just going and getting the pizza, the the get the get fit quick yeah. trends. Yeah, the you know the 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 elliptical. Sorry if you love the elliptical. <laughs> But the elliptical thing. man, you got to be on that thing for days for it to work. Go outside so much. and run up a hill. Yeah, go outside and and do something really hard. That's what works. Not yeah. going into you know a uh, 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 no offense to Planet Fitness, but guess what? Their thermostats probably set at seventy two degrees, and they have a ceiling fan on, and you can turn on the TV and you can just mind out. It works, I guess, but I don't know how well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go outside, do something hard, get in the elements, and the, the level it, of enjoyment is going to continue that craving for you to just keep pushing and keep pushing and, and keep pushing. That's it, man. I, I so, you know, I, I tell the guys that I work with, I have a lot of, I'm kind of in like a kind of like you, um, executive leadership in my command in the Navy and, um. Look, dude, rain, shine, it doesn't matter. At 11 o'clock, I am walking out the door, and I'm going to go walk for 45 to minutes to an hour. And that's my – first of all, I'm burning calories. I mean, I'm going to burn 300 calories on that walk, you know. Yep. And, you know, if, especially if you're trying to burn fat, like, that's the right heart rate to do it. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like, hey, man, you don't, you don't even need to run right at first, like – just go walk. Like if you got bad knees, you got bad ankles, like just put your shoes on and go walk. And don't walk on a treadmill. Just like you said, go walk outside. Because being outside and breathing the air outside and looking at the trees, and oh look, there's a fucking bird. Like that does something for our mental health, right? Like because we're such a, a closed in people now because we have these homes and these concrete buildings and um, but that's not the human condition, man. The human condition, bef I mean, before probably the last 50 years, like people were outside a lot. And I think that that's like, you know, you look at, there's a lot of mental health problems. It's because people are just fucking cooped up, man. Like get the fuck outside and walk around, like see the world around you and appreciate it. It'll improve your mental condition and it'll improve your health. If you just do that one small step first, you know? Yeah, we we didn't need big box uh, fitness centers 50 years ago when yeah. you, you had to go out and, and, and dig a hole in the That's ground. That's it. Yeah. I love nothing more. Yesterday, we side story. Every year we buy a live Christmas tree, and it's in the it's in the burlap ball. Yeah. So you know, the day after Christmas, I throw that thing out on the front porch. Well, yesterday was digging day, and I'm out there just boom, just getting at it, and I'm like, heart rate's getting up a little bit. I'm like, man, I need to be able to do this into my 90s. Yeah. That that was tough shit. Yeah. I mean, that tree probably, that ball was, I don't know, it was probably like a foot and a half around. That fucker was heavy. <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm like, yeah. I'm dragging this thing into the hole, like putting it in the ground. I'm like, that, that was a workout. Yep. Forget the kettlebells. Forget, yep. <laughs> go dig it. Go plant a pine tree. Yeah. But, no but shit, yeah, man. you're, 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 you're totally, you're, you're totally right on that. Um, yeah. But so here's the thing with the calendar, with the whole calendar system, the whole calendar structure, right? Yeah. The, 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 the 5k works for me, the 16 mile minimum on the ride. That, that's kind of my equilibrium. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be that it, it could be, it could be 
park at the furthest parking spot away at the grocery store. And that counts. That's boom. There's one for me on for one day. It could be when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to do 25 knee pushups, whatever. It doesn't have to be at the Adam Snook equilibrium. I'm not selling a fitness plan. Right. What I'm selling quote unquote fingers mm-hmm. is the habit. Yeah. Walk from the furthest parking spot, do the 25 pushups there you do go. The, it, at lunchtime. Instead of eating in your office, get up, walk around the building, mm-hmm. come back and stand while you're eating. Yeah. Hell stand during the day. And if you can stand for more than an hour, that counts for you. It's totally, if anybody wants to reach out, yeah. I, I will talk through you. Like, what does your day look like? Where can we prioritize time? We're not going to find time. We all got 24 hours. That's right. Time isn't just going to fall out of the There's sky. There's none left. We're going we're gonna to prioritize your time. We're going we're gonna to look for that time in your day and go, okay, you have 45 minutes for your quote, lunch break. Okay. You, you need about 30, 15 minutes. You're going to do two laps. You're going to walk to the end of the road and you're going to, you're going to walk back. There are little things inside of our day all day long for any person who can, who can tie their shoes to add movement into their life that will, that will help them. And then will compound, you know, for me, it started off with, with a little less than three miles. Now, three miles, sometimes I feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that was quick. That yeah. was easy. But yeah. I, I've always, I've, I've maintained that three miles is, mm-hmm. is the, is kind of the baseline for me because guess what? There are days where I only have 30 minutes. Got to go get it. Instead of being able to go get to the trail, I got to literally run laps around, uh, around my, my neighborhood. Yeah. And, and it is what it is because life happens. But it could be anything for, for anybody. Yeah. You know, if you if you wanted to be an elliptical at, at Planet Fitness, have at it, man. At least you're so, doing something. I don't. At least you're doing something. So you know, I, I've had a lot of people like, "Well, I can't do what you're doing." But yeah, you're right. I can I can see that you can't do what I'm doing, and that's I'm sorry about that. What can you do? And that they start making excuses. Oh, I don't have time. Yes, you do. Wake up 20 minutes earlier. You know, at lunchtime, do X, Y, or Z. Drink water. Instead yeah. of picking up your 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 diet coke at, at lunch, you're gonna down 32 ounces of water. We're gonna start with baby steps, and once you start feeling the positive effects, all right, next month maybe we'll throw in the one mile. And it's it's all about coaching people through yeah that beginning process. I would hope you know anybody that that I help with this process. If you need me in six months, that's on me. And even though I wouldn't charge you, I'd be giving your money back Mm -hmm. because I want to coach you how to make those baby steps to propel yourself forward from the beginning. Because I think a lot of people, they're lost. They're they're totally lost. It's true. And I think that a lot of people think they have to do everything all at once. Like, oh, I've got to make these massive changes in my life. Well, yeah, I mean, good first step is, um, you know, stop eating cheeseburgers. Not forever, but maybe, you know. Let's give it a month and see what happens if you don't eat a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. yeah. And I think that, like, I'll give you an example, man. So this morning, dude, I, I, I'm not complaining. Like, I am right on the beach, like, right on the Pacific Ocean, uh, on Coronado Island, right? Like, I'm not bragging. I'm just letting you know, like, it's fucking sweet, right? And, um, and so this morning, man, 
I got up and it was about 50, I don't know, it's probably about 53, 54 this morning. Got up, I'm jet lagged anyway, so I was up since like two. And I got out or got up, walked out to the beach and walked down the beach about 45 minutes, kind of went back and forth a couple times. Watched the sun peak over the mountains. I was like, well, shit, man. Looked around. <laughs> I'm the only one on the beach. Looked at the water. I was like, that's going to be cold as shit. <laughs> right? Yes. But, but yes. and you can identify with this, like, where my mind's at now is that I thought, man, that's going to be really fucking cold. And then I got excited about getting in the water. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Amazing. It's going to fuck, and I'm going to love it. <laughs> right? <laughs> you yes. know? And I think that uh, that's that's the place you want to help people find, right? Like, you know, if you look at, like, Go Ruck, like, their, their kind of catchphrase is embrace the suck. And that's a real thing, man. If you can fix your head to embrace the suck, if you can fix your head to look forward to the things that are going to be uncomfortable, man, you fucking won. You really did, you know, like, cause then nothing can defeat you because you, you encourage, you want the challenging things. And, you know, I'm not saying anything that no, you know, there's lots of people out there that are saying the same thing you and I are right. No. But it, I think that it's, we're having this networking effect right now, which is really fun to see, man. We're like, it's kind of permeating society slowly, but it's just like you said with, you know, your habits compounding over time. Movements happen the same way, man. Movements happen at the grassroots and, and like-minded people get together and then they influence three or four people. And those three or four people influence two or three people. And it becomes this compounding effect across society. And that's my, that's my hope, man, is that, Oh, is yeah. that we can that we can get people like in the mindset that like okay I don't have to do hard things but if I'm going to be healthy mentally emotionally spiritually physically like I kind of have to do hard things yes right so, <laughs> preach so uh, we have about 50 to 55 teachers in our building and, and you know it, it it started off with yeah, snooks crazy he takes <laughs> Well, they, yep. they had a couple of teachers, you know, they, they had, they had COVID a couple of years ago and the, and the one teacher is the only thing that made him feel better. He was getting a lot of anxiety was to place an ice pack on his chest. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about his vagin nerve, like, you know, trying to reduce the inflammation. Doctors are giving him pills and he's like, pills don't work. They just mess with my head. He's like the ice pack. So I was like, well, have you tried a cold shower? And he's like, man, why would I take a cold shower? He's like, in the morning, that sounds crazy. Yeah, he's to the point now. He's like, if I don't take my cold shower, my day is ruined. That's it, he's man. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't go on without my, without my cold shower. And so it started off with him. We probably, I probably have influenced uh, a dozen in total. Some haven't stuck with it, but others are like, I, I don't know why. I can't, I can't go on with my day without taking a cold shower. And I will tell you, I've been doing it for probably the cold shower every morning. I got the Timex watch in my in my shower, two and a half. I just bumped it up to three minutes every single day religiously. Every single day, I still come up with some sort of excuse not to do it. Hell yeah, man. But I tell myself, <laughs> nope, 
nope, yeah. I'm going to continue doing it because the day I stop doing it, it's all going to fall apart. Because mm. um, he even asked, he's like, when does it get easier? And I was like, it ain't ever going to get easier, man. No. It's never, ever, ever going to, it's always going to be hard, but that's the, that's the point. That's right. And even if the, even if a scientist comes out and says, you know what, there's no benefit to cold showers. That's okay. Fine. Whatever. Go yeah. for it. The benefit is I'll take you the just did something over really it. hard. Yeah. Yep. You did something really hard. You <laughs> started right. your day off with a win. And for yeah. me, I don't worry about, I don't worry about winning the day. I worry about winning moments. There you go. And I think that, I like that, 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 that kind of takes me to the second structure that I, that I know that, that I want to talk about today. Mm -hmm. And in, in some ways it's similar to the calendar structure because it's, it's writing things down. Mm -hmm. And I just got a bunch of these printed up for at work. Um, they're just business cards. And on the front, it's got like our school symbol on it. And on yeah. the back, it's got one, two, and three. So it started off with me writing down the three non-negotiable tasks for me that day. And when I say non-negotiable tasks, like there's a lot of things I have to do, do at work every single day. I pick three things every single day that I could do tomorrow or I could do next week, but I say, dang, I'm going to do them today. And they have to be done by the end of the day today. The first two are on me. The last one is a practice of gratitude. And so before I check my school email, before I check my, the, my phone, before I check in with my, my secretary or go out into the rest of the building, I sit in my office, I close the door and I pull out a note card and I save them all. I got a big old stack of, of used note cards and I got three things on there and I write down, all right, what are the two things I need to do today mm -hmm. for, for me and for my job? And then what's the third thing I'm going to do for somebody else? And I write them down and I take that card and I fold it up and kind of like with the, with the, with the calendar, I fold it up and I put it in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And so every time I reach for, you know, a pen or my phone or, or whatever, there it is. Yeah. And sometimes I'll forget, all right, what are the three things? Oh, shit, I got to take it out. All right, yeah. yeah. Today I'm going to handwrite a note to a, to a community member. Okay. Boom. And it reminds me to sit down right now and get that thing done. And then I cross it off. I love it. And then I get to the next thing. That is simple as it is. And I actually, I'm going to Nashville tomorrow. My brother's vice president of a, of a company down there. And I was talking to him about this and he's like, can you come down and talk to my people about, about this thing? And I'm like, you could probably do it. He's like, yeah, but I don't have the desire. Like I don't have the emotion behind it that you do. Cause I'm telling, I was telling him and I want everybody, this something that simple has prioritize my time in my day and I'm getting more done now than I've ever gotten done. Yeah. And I'm starting to do it at home, which kind of goes back to the no drinking thing before yep. when I was drink, brain was foggy. I mm -hmm. didn't get three things done in a whole weekend. Now I write down, you know, clean out today, clean out the chicken coop. We have chickens. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> clean out the chicken coop. The last thing I wanted to do hillbilly is this isn't me take down the Christmas lights. It's almost April. I hadn't taken down the Christmas lights. You know why? Because I didn't want to do it. Yeah. But today I wrote it down on the card mm -hmm. and I said, I can't go to bed tonight yeah. until these things are done. Yeah. And so every time I'd reach in my pocket, boom, there it is. All right. You know what? No better time than now than to go clean out the chicken coop. And it has, it has, it has gotten me doing things um, 
with with consistency and it has allowed me to realize that I ain't going to find time to do it later. I just need to do it now. Yeah. Um, so again, a very, very simple structure yeah. that has, has changed what I do on a daily basis. Yeah, man. So obviously you're, um, the definition of a creature of habit. Um, right. You can tell exactly. like you, you, you would probably do well in jail, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i probably would yeah which you know the navy isn't that different from jail so uh that's yeah. probably why i ended up here i needed a little structure in my life um yeah all joking aside man that's that's i mean i, I love it like and i think that you know i think for for guys that are guys and gals that are, are the way that you are and you know to some extent the way i am is similar is that like you know, we we love that structure. We need that structure. The structure is actually the thing that makes us happy in a sense. The the things that are on the list are super important, but the list itself is probably the most important thing. Like I, I'm gonna get all this shit done, kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I think that so let's let's talk about motivation and I, and I'm basing this off of, you know, my experience, right? You have a similar experience because high school, yeah. yeah. So you're dealing with young people too, and so you know, I mean, you look at the Navy, like you know, eighty percent of our our people are in the age group of eighteen to twenty five, right? So young people, and um, what I've found is that discipline, right? So let's let's talk discipline and motivation, right? So discipline is the framework for getting, you know, the, the basic, whatever you need to get done to get the mission done, you got to have discipline, you know? And if you look at you, if you look at it from like an internal perspective, then discipline absolutely is like the only way that you're ever going to get to the thing that you need to get to, whether it's physical fitness or, you know, the degree you're working on or, promotion or whatever satisfaction in your job you know you, you have to be able to do the things that you do every day i'm gonna get up i'm gonna have my day prepared the day before i'm gonna you know make sure all of my my appointments are, are scheduled you know well in advance um you know make sure that my uniform is just so you know i'm gonna shave um you know it, it, I'm going to work out. I'm going to take care of my, my fitness, all these things, right? Like all of the things that, that you've talked about and that I subscribe to as well, right? Like the things that I'm, that are non-negotiables for me that I'm going to do every day come hell or high water. If I don't do them, I feel like shit, right? Like that's, that is discipline, right? That is discipline. The habit forming is discipline. But um, where motivation comes in is specifically when you're put in a position of authority, right? So if I am your leader, right? If I'm the person that is, you know, your command master chief or your principal, well, I'm gonna have to employ the the magic of motivation until I can get you to a place of discipline. I'm gonna have to find ways to inspire you until you become self-disciplined and when you instill discipline, um, you know, 
that can come in the, a lot of different forms, right? That can come in the form of punishment, unfortunately. Um, it can come in the form of helping people to create habits by setting their routine for them and, and not allowing them to deviate from them by holding them accountable. Um, so there, there's a way to instill discipline, but that path to discipline, this is my take on it. And not just my take, I, you know, like there, there's a group of us over here that are like, fucking, I love David Goggins, man. I, I want to hang out with him. I want to go for a run with him. I love Jocko. Right. And, and like their message is great, but like, you know, and they know better, especially both of them. Cause they're fucking Navy guys. They know that discipline is fucking great, dude. And it's a great fucking, you know, thing to sell a million books with, but that shit don't happen without being able to motivate and inspire people as a leader. Like the path to discipline is paved with fucking motivation is my point. Right. So that's, that's kind of my only thing. Like motivation has to exist, especially if you're leading people. And for me personally, oh, yeah. for me personally, the motivation happens like after I've made the decision to do the thing that I don't want to do. Right. So like this morning, jumping in that cold ass ocean, like once I decided and I started taking my shoes off and I had my shirt off and I decided that I was getting in, I was like, now I'm motivated because I I I overcame that bullshit and I'm like I'm getting in this fucking water and I got in and then I was super fucking motivated because I did it right you know what I mean right and uh and so like holding yourself accountable builds inspiration for yourself and builds motivation for yourself I guess that's the point I'm trying to make right yeah no yeah yeah I I I think we're we're talking in the same we're talking we're in the same chapter you and I yeah I mean, though our our jobs are are miles apart. I think in many ways they're, they're very similar in some yeah. regards. Yeah. They're motivate, motivating others to do things. Yes. For me. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait on motivation. Yeah. Because if I wait on motivation, I'm going to miss the moment because again, there are, there are going to be days where I'm like, ah, not, not today. Yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. Well, if yeah. I, if I say that today, what, why wouldn't I say it again tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I say it again and again, and then start creating that, that habit in my head, that negative self-talk of, well, I didn't do it yesterday. So I guess it really wasn't all that important for me. It's about, again, you had the awesome opportunity to jump in the Pacific ocean. Lucky. Yeah. I have to jump in the cold shower. <laughs> but for me, it's like, it's like, I take the motivation out of it because like I said before, if I was waiting on motivate, if I was going to wait on motivation or feel motivated to, to do it every morning, I can come up with about a thousand excuses every single morning. Why I don't want to turn that, that water to cold. But for me, it's that it's, I've developed that structure that it's got to happen. I have that, the watch and the set time that has got to be in there. And for me, and maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just a special breed, breed of crazy. Yeah. I had to set that time. It had to be two minutes and 30 seconds. Now it's three minutes. Or I would probably just go, oh, yeah, all right, 10 seconds. All right, that was good enough. Now get out and you know, yeah. get on with my day. Nope, bang, three minutes every single morning. It's got to happen. Um, takes away that that the motivation, that 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 be the chance of motivation, mm -hmm. I guess, is is where I, it's kind of the platform I, I stand on that for myself. Yeah. But yeah, you're totally right in motivating others. But I think it's, for me, as I'm getting further and further down my career 
it's not so much motivating young people. I'm dealing with 14 to 18 year olds. So I get them first and then I send them off to you. Yeah. Right. Four, 14 hey, to 18. I'm pleased with the ones from Ohio. I'll just let you know. They're good right. kids. Mostly go. good kids. But, but motivating them to develop structure. I, I have a student that I'm working with right now who zero structure from, from family to personal decisions, zero. Yeah. And I, I have him working on the, th the, the three essential uh, note card. And in a matter of about two months, I forgot, I set it outside my office every single day on a little clip. Mm -hmm. And he came in the other day and he's like, where's my note card? Like he came in all like tough guys. Like, where's my note card? I'm like, <laughs> my bad. He's like, I have to have that note card. Yeah. I'm like, seriously. He's like, yes. He's like, that has, th that's changed me. It's going to get me to graduate now. Yeah. Where I'm going oh. with that is it's, I, I'm a, for me, it's about motivating the structure mm -hmm. about look, stepping back and going, this is bigger than just being in the moment right now. It's about motivating that structure so I can do it today and then do it tomorrow and then yeah. maybe do it for the rest of my life. I wasn't always like that. For me, it was like motivate to get that, that instant response or get the behavior that I, that mm -hmm. I wanted to. And I found that it just doesn't, that wasn't working with this generation of, uh, uh, of kids. No. Yeah. They're, and, they're not uh, big on it, man. Like I, I've noticed that too. Like, you know, the, the, um, you know, the stand up and give the, the Julius Caesar like pep talk, like it works with some of them, but very few these days, like, you know, like even my kids, like if I give them like a pep talk, I, I coach my kids, um, my, my daughter's youth basketball league this, this last season. And like, I gave him this big pep talk. Right. And, and it, it was like, a, it was like, <laughs> it felt so flat, man. You're right. Because they watch so many like of these kind of awkward movies that like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's not available. So you have to find these other ways to kind of like, you know, get them to the place that you need them to be. But anyways, but I digress. I, well, I hear what you're saying. And I would also say too, like how, how often I mean, we could try to be motivating every single day. But you run out of tools, you run out of, yeah, you know those great heroic speeches. I yeah. tell my teachers all the time. I sent them, a, I sent them a big long email a couple of weeks ago. I was like, if you if you put processes, structures, and routines in place at the beginning of the year, you won't have to motivate them to put their mm -hmm. their phones in. We have these like cubbies for kids. Yeah. Phones. you won't have to motivate them on a Friday. They'll just know that's the process. That's so right. motivating at the beginning to develop the structure solves a lot of problems on the back. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're 100% aligned on that, man. And I think that I just, for me, like I just look out across the landscape and, you know, it's, it's not semantics. It's going to sound kind of like semantics, but I just get kind of tired of people shitting on motivation because I've seen it. I've done it for 22 plus years. Right. And, and, you know, I, I know that we're supposed to always give positive reinforcement and like I've been through every leadership class that there is fucking available at this point. But like, right. if we're being really honest, sometimes like sometimes people just need negative motivation also. Right. <laughs> Meaning like I'm going to fuck you up if you don't do what I told you to do. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, like, again, a guy you played sports. 
I was coached my entire life, whether it was football or basketball or track. And so I respond well to the coach walking in and saying, how get your ass over here and do X, Y, or Z. I'm like, okay, this is, that's my jam. Like, what do you want me to do? You know? And so like, I think that that experience for me um, has kind of determined a little bit of my self-talk. And so like my motivation happens, my intrinsic motivation happens um, almost like, if I don't do this thing and I know that there's some negative consequence, right? Like your list, like for me, if I don't, if I don't get my outdoor walk in and if I don't fucking move around some heavy shit, then I know at the end of the day, I'm going to be, I'm going to be anxiety ridden. I'm going to feel like shit. I'm going to feel like I didn't accomplish my day. And so like to avoid that shitty feeling, I'm motivated to get the shit done that I have said that I'm going to get done. Right. Hey man, spoiler alert. That's motivation. Right. It, it just is, you know, and so, um, you know, and, and over time, the craving. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's over time. It's, uh, you know, you, you stop worrying about whether or not I'm going to do those things because it's just a habit and you, you discipline yourself, but then you're going to pick up a new thing eventually that, you know, because inevitably, you know, you're going to want to like inject some, some, some new thing into your life. Like, Hey man, I need to start to journal. Like that's one that I, I struggle with right now. Like I, I want to journal every single day. And that's one that like, you know, out of a seven day week, I might get five done, you know, and I feel like shit when I don't get it done. Cause it's on my fucking list. I said I was going to do it. I didn't get it done. And that, that feeling of non-accomplishment is what motivates me. I don't, I don't like to, to lose. Right. I like to fucking win everything I do, even if it's my own internal battles. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I think it uh, sounds like you just need to put the journal to the calendar structure. Yeah, it's on there, man. Because <laughs> it's going to be one of those things. I shit, I just wasn't able to get it done today, and that's it, it's okay to not not get it done every every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you want to get it done every every single day, yeah, I mean, that's that's super powerful. But you know, I think that kind of going back to the calendar thing, like and the New Year's resolution, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it every single day, and then you just burn yourself out because now you now you're you're going through, you're going through the steps, mm. but you're not going through the process for mm. you to journal. You probably want to journal meaningful stuff. That's right. Yeah. Well, if there's a day where I just don't have a lot to write today. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Tomorrow I will. And it's okay that today didn't, today wasn't my jam. Like it's a good point. Yeah. Today it didn't happen. Yeah. So I, I think that it, I'm just kind of looking at your process, man. And I'm re- I'm really into it, man. I think it's great because you're setting challenging yet reasonable expectations for yourself. You're not saying that you're going to do either three miles or 16 K uh, every day is 16 miles, 16 miles, 16 miles. Yeah. yeah. You're not saying you're going to do it every day. You set an expectation for yourself. Like it's arbitrary. It's yours, but you know, it's arbitrary when it originated, but that's your fucking standard and it's reasonable but it's also beneficial. It's not easy. It's hard. And so I think there's probably something to that. And really that's, that, that is, and, you know, preaching to the choir here, obviously, but just to kind of refine your, your message, you know, in, in my mind, like that works for anything, whether it's your physical fitness or, you know, um, I'm going to wash the dishes to make my wife yes. happy. Or I got a I'm lady at work to my daughter, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. 
I have a lady at work. She, actually, one of her three things is to clean the bathroom. She's <laughs> yeah. like, for me, like, it's going to be, it's going to be, and it could be a combination of things. She's like, I'm going to walk a mile. That's one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to clean the bathrooms. That's number two. And she's like, and, and drink half my body weight in ounces of water every single day. That's, that's number three. Nice. I'm like, perfect. Cause they don't have to all be physical or, or, or whatever. They could be a combination of anything that you want to get done. That doesn't have to happen every single day, but you need to hold, you, you need that cue to remind you and that system to hold you accountable. Yeah. So I, I do, I do what I call um, a critical power list, right? And it's kind of the same thing. And I'll do three and it'll be, you know, I'll do those three things until I feel like they have firmly become a habit. Right. And then, and then I'll, what if, whichever one that like, all right, this is just something I do now. I don't need to put it on a list. Um, then I'll replace it with something else kind of thing. Right. So whether it's the cold shower, like I take a cold shower every day when I'm home and I have access, there's no fucking sauna on this base. Can you believe that? I'm like, what the fuck? It's Naval base, San Diego. How do you not have a sauna anyways? Um, but I sauna every day, right? Um, I journal, um, I, I do five minutes of visualization just to kind of think about my future. And that's, uh, we'll get into that in just a second. Um, you know, but so I do those three things. Once one of them is firmly entrenched, then I take it off the list. I add something else. And if this one, this one is like recently newly off the list. If, if I feel it like fading or, you know, then I'll just add it back. Right. And, um, that that's, but I think three is the right number. I think you're onto something there. You know, if you try to do more than that, then like it's, it's going to overwhelm you. Yeah, I was. My wife was saying the other day. She's like, "Well, I have a to do list. Why can't I just use that?" I was like, "Cause your to do list has sixteen things on it, right? And guess what? You're gonna get through about the first five. Yeah. So why don't you just pick the three that have to get done today? And here's today. the other thing: when you write something on the list, it can't be, <clears throat> it can't be our. It's gotta have an like a an endpoint. Right. It, it can't be. I, I'm going to walk more today. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what that means. I'm going to walk one mile yeah. or I'm going to write, um, you know, I'm going to write here to be a bad example. I'm going to write a couple letters to blah, 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 blah. No, mm-hmm. I'm going to write two letters mm-hmm. and I'm going to boom, boom. It has to be specific because you have to feel, you have to be able to cross it off. Accomplished, done, yeah. game over. I love it. No. Yeah. Hey Adam. So let's, let's move into this, man. So, like I said, I, I, I do five minutes of visualization every day and have some big dreams. I was talking to one of my friends at lunch. We went, we had birria tacos. Holy shit, dude. So good. Oh my God. They were good. Um, but anyways, uh, we were talking about some future plans and you know, one of the things I talked to him about that is going to be kind of part of my, my, my thing once I, once I retire is that I'm going to do, I'm going to do like, um, like, Country boy can't survive like retreats, right? I've got some property in Louisiana and you know, there's so many men out there that don't know how to bait a hook. You know, they don't, they, I'm, I'm being 100. They don't know how to tie that. They don't know how to bait a hook. They don't know how to tie a line. They don't know how to drive a tractor or plant a garden or start a fire or tie a fucking knot. Right. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to, one of the things I want to do is run a couple of retreats per year and, and like, Hey man, just come to the country. And we're going to spend about four days out there and I'm going to teach you to do some stuff. And then we're going to sit around the campfire and we're going to 
probably eat some mushrooms, get in touch with our feelings, right? But, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, that's like in my mind, like that's that's one of the you know that's one thing that I visualize is you know a place where that has become a reality. And if it's five or six or seven years, that's okay. Like I I think about it actively, like and what that does is it, it you know it encourages me to take daily steps toward that that you know that thing that I'm going for. Um, and for you, man, like what what does the future look like for for Adam Snook? Like I, I know I know that you you know you're you're kind of putting yourself out there as like being available to, to help coach and um you know I'm just curious is that something that you know that you of course I can tell that you're a genuine guy and you want to help people right but not even from a monetary sense just like where like where do you see this going for you? So <clears throat> I don't know. I'll be honest. I have no yeah. idea, but I here, here's here's what here's the way I I I, I foresee this going. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. <clears throat> I want to help people coach. I want to coach people, right? Mm-hmm. I coach for years, right? Sports. I want to coach, whether it be a one-on-one or a or a small group. I don't ever want to say my time helping you was worth twenty-five dollars to to meet me on on Google Meet. For me, if I helped you and we met for 25 minutes and you're like, I want to, I want to donate 20 bucks, 30 Mm. bucks. Hell, I want to donate a hundred dollars. It's going to be set up that way. I don't Mm want to say, Hey, my time's worth Mm -hmm. X. No. How much impact did I have for you? If it's, if it's zero, it's zero. Right. And, that's fine because for me, it, it, this is a passion thing. It's not a profession thing. And if you want, you know, if somebody wants to hit me up and hey, talk to me about the three things that I could put on my calendar. Where should my calendar go? Blah 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 blah. Great. At the end, will there be a plug? Yeah. Hey, do you want to Venmo me? Go for it. If not, hey, I'm glad I was was able to help. Yes. Yeah. I'm a I'm a giver. I'm a fixer. You mm-hmm. know. And, and so if if it turns into that, fantastic. If not, if, if there's somebody that's listening to this right now and they're like, man, that calendar system really works and they start using it tomorrow and it changes their life, great. I did my job. Um, so in terms of what what's next, two months ago, I'd have never thought I'd, I'd be sitting here with you, man, to yeah. be honest. You yeah. know, some, some people kind of pushed me to do this a little bit and I was like, I don't it's kind of way out of my comfort zone. Um, I'm just going to take it as it, as it comes and, and see what happens. Um, you know, who knows what happens, but I know if I can, if I can help one person, it's all, it's worth my time. So yeah. that's, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at right now. I got Could you, that man. evolve. Yeah, it, it might. And it probably will, but yeah. that's where I'm at right now. I like it, man. So I'll give you just, I don't know, a little bit of advice here. Right. So I started this podcast just over a year ago and the impetus for me starting it was realistically that I just enjoy talking to people and, um, and I knew a lot of cool people too. And, and I felt like that their stories were not being shared as broadly as they probably should, you know, and, you know, I also have a lot to offer, right. Just based on my experience over the years. And, um, and so like, you know, the great thing about a podcast is that like, it's your platform, right. So I can get on here and talk about whatever I want to. And if five people listen to it, it's great. Right. And so I give you that as an example, and 
I certainly didn't think that I was going to have Sean Whalen or Hannah Eden or Matt Vincent or Brian Bishop on. I mean, I, I thought that was more like five years in the future, right? Yeah. And it just happens sometimes, right? And, um, you know, it's not a huge podcast, but, you know, it's got some traction. And so I give you that in, as an example, right? Like when I started, I wasn't 100% kind of like where you're at either. And then, you know, probably somewhere around six months ago, I kind of really started thinking about like what I'm like, what, what does that future look like for me? And my, you know, my recommendation to you would be, even if you just, if it's something that you put in your book that you only share with your old lady, right? I would, I would think about it like in a perfect world. And this goes, you know, let's just say it goes viral or, you know, let's say that like, you know, um, you know, Good Morning America wants to interview Adam Snook, right? I'm just saying, right? You never fucking know. Okay, are are you going to be ready for that? And that's that would be my advice that I, I give to you is like have have the plan fucking ready, dude. Because if it yeah. takes off, you got to be ready to fucking rock, right? And then the other thing I would give you some just I don't know. Um, I think that you're on to something, man. I think that you've got a great voice. I think that you have a fantastic system that you have well lined out that's proven for you you've got a 10-year track record you've made that change in your life and you you can show everybody and so that means you have credibility right um if i were you i would write a book it's not hard i mean you got a college degree right Shit, you can write right and it doesn't have to be long either man like you know 110 page book that outlines your system your story and because that right there, a, a published book just gives you credibility instantly, right? right? And so it's something if I were you, I would think about, man. Um, because yeah. I'd buy it. You know, if if like if like whatever the name of this system becomes, right? And maybe you have a name for it, you know, that's that's marketable. Like believe you know, believe, visualize, execute. We didn't get into it. Maybe we we'll, we can yeah. some other time. But dude, believe, I'd be happy to talk again. Yep, believe, visualize, execute, those, right? Those, those three words mean there, there's a lot of, there's some depth there. Well, there's enough for yeah, a book. I, there, yeah. I, I I know we're probably running running up on time here. Yeah. I want to talk about one last thing. Go for it, bro. We're good. And I got it. And I got it sitting right here uh, on the, right next to the screen on my computer. And it's the word, I just use like a label maker. And it's the word no. Mm hmm and I have it there, the word no is really, really powerful. And I'm reminding myself of this, kind of like what you're saying, like, be ready. For me, like, I, what I hear you saying is don't limit your beliefs. Mm -hmm. right? I, I have that word written there because I'm trying to eradicate the word no from my vocabulary. I love it. Which, again, the word no is really powerful. And you can say no without saying no. Mm-hmm. I've used, I've used it, you know, with my kids, you know, Hey, can we do blah, 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 blah. Instead of saying no, I'm changing that vocabulary. And, and for me, I think that that's the, the next step for me. And maybe some of this coaching is some of that, you know, you were talking about some of the mental talk of, of what you want to do and not limiting those beliefs and eliminating the word no out of the vocabulary, you know, with my mm -hmm. kids again, no, we can't do that right now. Instead, hey, we're going to do that. We're going to do it later. You know, my kid's in the 
there's a lot of really simple things that we're we're saying to ourselves and and we're hearing ourselves say over and over and over that are just keeping us here all the time. Yep. And my kids in the in the batting cage the other day. Odd story. You know, I'm like feeding balls for all the kids on his team, and they get they each get 12 balls. And I'm just I step back and I said instead of going um, one left, you only got one ball left. I said you got one more. And this dad comes over and he goes, I just heard you do something. Yeah. He's like, the first time they're up, you said, you only got one left. And then all of a sudden you said, you got one more. Mm-hmm. He's like, is that just by dumb luck? And I went, man, it's crazy that you caught that. And I was like, that was me in my head saying to, to a bunch of 11 year olds, you got one more opportunity right here. Not you only got one left. Yeah. You got one more. That's it. Dude. And I think, you know, whether it be what you write on the note card or the goals you set on the calendar or what we're saying to ourselves every day or or what we're turning on the news, it's negative news. It's like the negative news network, man. Somebody <laughs> needs to come up with the positive news network. Yep. Start flooding. People need to start flooding themselves with the positive and start saying the positive every single day and and watch what happens. You start getting rid of the words no, and and, and 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 that's just one example. There's a million other words mm-hmm. out there. You start getting rid of those words and things start doing doing this instead of just leveling off and being being the no guy all the yeah. time. And yeah. just, it's simple change, you know? So I have that word there to when I write an email to to a parent or a staff member or whatever, I will deliberately go back through and make sure I did not use the word no. Yeah. And it has it. been it, it's been, it's just a, again, it's just something little like a note card. It's just something little to make yourself a little bit better every single day. So, yeah. And I just wanted to throw that in there. It's something it, I've just been, I've been booting around lately and it, it seems to be, it's working for me. So I just wanted to throw that in there. No, thanks Adam. Yeah, man. I, you know, I think that um, there's something to that. I listen. I, all my guests, like, I, I love listening to these conversations because it helps, like, gel things that I've been thinking about a little bit. And, you know, I shared on my on my Instagram about my experience in the flight over here. And I sat down beside this elderly couple. And my, my initial, like, reaction was, God damn, I'm going to have to sit next to them for 12 hours. They don't speak English. They're old. I'm going to have to help them. And I caught myself. I caught myself thinking that way. And, and I was like, really, dude, that's what we're doing. The hard thing is to be helpful and kind, help and help them throughout that flight, right? Sitting in the aisle seat. Well, I guess that's my responsibility and, and, and like to willingly accept that responsibility. And, and so I'll tell you that story to say this kind of like, no, kind of like the story you just told, the examples you just gave. When you do these hard things that you talk about and that I've been talking about and that a lot of people, other people are talking about, it gives you that ability. It hones that ability to be able to recognize when you are having that negative self-talk or you're going to take the easy way out, right? You know when it's happening. It's like you can catch yourself and pivot and say, no, you're going to do the harder thing that is going to be worth it, right? And, um, and I, I just think that's critical, man. I listen, um, Adam, it's been a great conversation, man. Like let's, let's keep in touch, man. You're a good dude. 
Yeah. And um, and this is why I do this podcast, man, is, is to to help people like you get your message out there. And selfishly for me to just meet cool fucking people, right? And uh, yeah. you seem like a cool dude, man. So um, right on, man. I, I appreciate I'm not joking when I say this. I'm not blowing sunshine up your ass. Like, I know how hard of a job it is to be a, a high school assistant principal. I have, you know, three girls. You know, I'm going to have two in high school next year. So I get it, right? And, uh, and so like what you do, dude, is huge for our youth and for our country. And I, like, I genuinely appreciate it and, and, and thank you for your, for your service with that. And, uh, and, and, and like I said, the last thing I'll say is, dude, uh, do not have these limiting beliefs. You you're on to something here. Fucking run with it, man. Society needs more of us, these normal Joes that, that have done big shit with their life. that are willing to put themselves out there. Right. And, and. And, and like, I encourage you to do that, man. I really, truly do. Cause I think you have a great story and you've got, um, you got a great system, man. So thank you very much for joining me today, man. What else you got? Closing parts. Where, where can we find you? I know Instagram. All right. Yep. Yeah. Right now it's just Instagram. I'm okay. just operating in the Instagram world and believe, visualize, execute at, uh, at gmail.com. If you're, if you, you know, want to link up. You know, I'd be more than more than happy to have that conversation there or or, or on Instagram. I'll finish with this. All right. And this is the, the, this is kind of my running my running mental talk lately. If you're going to make the world a better place, do it in everything you do. Everything you do. You see a piece of trash on, on in the hallway. Pick it up. Make the world a better place. You see an, an elderly couple. Help them. Even if there's nothing in return, you're making the world better in everything you do. I love it, dude. All right, Adam. Hey, man. Uh, absolutely. Have a great – what day is it? Tuesday. Have a great Tuesday uh, evening, bro. Good day at school tomorrow. And uh, I'll eat some carne asada burritos for you, all right? Nice, buddy. See you. <laughs> all right. Later, man.